0: our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Go, welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Ragnar the Young, the Young Ragnar, kicking it to you with a new episode in the campaign Back into the Herald of Steel the adventure, the master with the quest lightning in a bottle. Our party of heroes are deep within the heart of Boltscrag Peak. And it seems like they're uncovering something of a very dark and sinister, I don't know, secret, some sort of historical moment that's been captured and encapsulated in this little grave of a gnomish encampment. And so at this point in time, our heroes, after having found an entire prison cell filled to the brim with a bunch of gnomes who apparently died of some horrific fate, and had been completely devoured and eaten by an exorbitant amount of buggies, it looks like they are at least at Jarzak's discretion about to go fuck up some robots and hopefully breaking to the mysterious Thubani's chambers and get some answers. So we begin with Jarzak cold cocking in one of these robots. So if you want to go ahead and fire in on him.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'll start from a distance and shoot him with an Eldritch Blast. Okay.
0: The farthest you can be is inside the room with all the bugs and it's about 30 feet away.
1: That's fine. Like as soon as I clear the threshold, I, I'm just going to launch it. Uh, 19 to hit. Very good. That's a hit. Do you want to go for lefty or righty? We'll say the left one has a blue
0: eye and we'll say the right one has a green eye. So blue or green?
1: Go blue. Uh, eight damage
0: okay and
1: so with that you whisk off one of these
0: elders blasts and it flies over and sears one of them crashing into it and you see the stone get kind of charred and burned by it and you can see both of them kind of stir into full motion and pull out of the walls with the sound of marble and stone grounding on one another with that sort of weird chalky kind of grounding noise the mortar and pestle noise and they shift out of position getting ready to come drop the beat down on all four of you so now
1: i'm gonna cast my uh text Blades curse on uh the green eye. or yeah, the green eye. All right.
0: I you know, look, I'm gonna let you take a full turn on your own for freezies, but we're on initiative now. Yeah. Indeedly.
1: That's how surprise works.
3: Surprise! No. <laughs> I'm here.
0: So I got a,
3: 20 on my initiative for so 25.
0: You know, I got a crit and I got a win. so I'm like, I don't know what this means for this combat. But Blue got the crit, and so that's just a straight 20. Did anybody beat a 20 other than Klica? Did anybody get a 1 as well? I got a 2. I got a 4. <laughs> oh, good.
4: Yeah, 13.
0: Okay, so it looks like it's going to go Klika, Blue, and then it's going to go Anton, Jarzak, Norhill, Green?
3: Yep. Okay, so Klika's on the top. What do we got? What are we doing? Uh, let's open with a bonus action shadow blade. Okay. And then okay, the dark room. Uh, she's going to. Yeah, just close the distance and hit one of them with a booming blade. Okay. Uh, how's the lighting situation in the room that they're in? Well, you guys are in a hallway with a a series of bright lights. Son of a gun. 21 to hit. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Was this for blue or green? This will be for blue. Roger. 13 psychic damage.
0: Holy shnikes.
3: Okay, so yeah, you whiffed that guy, and
0: he already has taken quite a bit of damage. Okay. And so now, is that it for your turn? That'll be it for Clico. Oh boy. Okay, so with that Cool beans um, So Blue, being the first one to act out of their turn, he clears the gap and runs right up to Jarzak and says incorrect password, incorrect password condolences are unavailable and swings with one of these big giant chunky stone shields and what is your armor class?
3: Uh, 14 Good. His armor yeah. class is good So, very,
0: very good. So now he uh,
3: is within five feet of Norhill right now, right? I'll give it to you because they're both in the doorway. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: I don't think Anton's gonna use his little. I mean, uh, Norhill's gonna use his fancy schmancy little move to do the reaction shield thing. Shield thing. (laughs) There he is. I knew he was in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with disadvantage now. I rolled better. So with that, it slams in with its big stony shield. Can I get a strength saving throw? Uh 17. Sweet. So you manage to get smacked up against a wall as the thing just like smacks you against it. You take a hot 13 points of slam and damage there. Nice bludgeoning of the stone.
1: Guys, <laughs> these guys hurt. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's gonna mm. be a motherfucker.
0: But then again, the two of you guys already took quite a chunk of damage on that other guy. But now it goes to Anton. What do we got?
4: I was gonna cast flaming spear. Go for it. I just know you don't like that spell. <laughs> I, you know, I don't like
0: uh, things, Ronnie. Do your thing, Ronnie. Live out your live out your. So drink.
4: how far am I from the two? Statues one of them
0: is within about five feet of you. The other one is still thirty feet across the hall.
4: Oh shit! Uh, um, can I cast this thing at five feet?
0: I don't say why not.
4: Yeah, I think it should be fine. It has to. I'm gonna cast with the one at five feet. Get this ball rolling. <sighs> Literally, uh, it has to be a dex save of a thirteen.
0: Okay, and so one thing you notice that when you cast the spell. Uh, Given the opportunity to defend itself, the creature seems to deflect and reflect much of it with almost like a glowing light around the stone as the flaming sphere appears beside it and tries to crash into it. I got an 18. Uh,
4: Let me just check the half damage. One second. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um uh or okay you have to take half as much damage so would i just roll like 2d6 and divide it by two or just, yes. two yeah, six, just
3: one d? yes yeah just roll 2d6 two two. Ronnie, i think i'm gonna
0: take all the bits of recordings of you making like noises when you're reading things i'm gonna make a song i'm gonna put it out and it's just gonna be like uh five
4: points of damage oh snap yeah, yeah.
3: okay is that rounded down
4: um, it, I got ten points, so okay, I divided yeah.
3: it down. Okay, yeah. cool beans. Okay,
0: and so this one, from being bludgeoned, shot, and hit with the fancy shadow blade
3: technologies, the oh, was that the one? Because then I can roll a d8 for my booming blade. For what? Because I hit it with booming blade, and then it moved. No. I acted you were first to act. Yeah. That's true. It moved past me. I could have got an opportunity attack too. No, they didn't move past you. They well, right. I moved up to it and then it moved towards Jarzak. Up
1: to it? Yeah. He, he hit it with a melee hit.
3: <laughs> I, You know, listen, okay? Sh- look. Fucking shadowy blade thing, okay? I won't take the opportunity attack, but it did take three thunder damage. Okay. If you want, you can take the opportunity attack. That's gonna might retroactively fuck up a bunch of stuff. Are you okay with that?
4: Yeah. All right. Um, I can I still do the bonus action with it, or if I, is that all I can do in my turn?
0: What do you mean the bonus action with it? I'm pretty sure the so bonus the action bonus
4: is- action is I can move it. Oh. Yeah. So I was gonna move it the thirty feet up to the other one.
3: Well, let's hold on. Uh, I got a twenty six to hit and did fifteen damage, so eighteen extra damage total. Okay, well, all right. It is beyond bloodied. Okay. Uh, I will.
0: I will say that much. It's not looking great now that it's been able to be hefted and hewed uh, like this. Um, okay. And so now, uh, you wanted to move it to the other one. Now, if it comes into contact, is that when it does damage? Uh, yes. Okay. Don't slam it
3: into Clica too, please. On the saving throw, I got a sixteen.
4: Uh, let me roll that. Yep, well, the weird thing is, is just to make sure I'm like, oh, um, one sec. Uh, it's here we go. So it says, uh, make a saving throw against the spear's damage, and the spear stops moving.
0: You're saying spear or sphere? Sphere That's how like you put an n in there. Did you just make it yeah.
4: a word? <laughs> I couldn't read for a second, sorry. When you ram it into a creature, that creature must make a saving throw against its damage. How on on earth does that happen?
0: Bernie, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go against your saving throw, which I believe is 13.
4: Yeah, but what's a saving throw versus damage? What's that mean?
0: I don't know. I'm imagining that I take damage if I fail it, and if not, I'll take half of it. That seems fair enough for right now. You're
4: going to take half of it.
0: Okay. (laughs) That sounds like a threat. Oh, you're going to take half of it. Oh, hey, man, and listen.
4: Like
0: that. Flaming Sneer uh, does not fuck him around. Right you're going to take
4: right? three points of damage.
0: Okay, listen, Ronnie. If you're looking to hurt me really badly like that, give me a fucking warning first, okay? Those three points are the ones that are going to count. But.
4: They hit it in the head.
0: Okay. <laughs> and so with that, uh, now it goes to Jarzak.
1: Okay, uh... This blue one ran up to me, right? Mm-hmm. So
0: the way I see it, you're in the doorway. Clica ran past is on the other side. The other stone guy is still over there on the other side of the hall next to Klikka, and both Norhill and Anton are standing in the line behind you.
1: Okay. Uh, hmm... I'm going to cast no spells and run past this blue one and go to the green one. (laughs) Very good. Disengage? Nope. Oh, boy.
0: Well, here we go.
2: Okay,
0: I got a 14 on the dot. Can I get a strength saving throw? An eight. Okay, so you take 11 points of damage and are leveled into the ground flat right next to it. I'll even say you make it just outside the threat range. So that way, like, he caught you at the perfect point of opportunity attack. So you're on the other side of him now.
4: I'm gonna heal you, I swear.
0: (laughs) Okay. Nailed into the ground. And by the way, that itching voice in the back of your head says, get up, you worm.
1: Yeah jarzak gets up and uh, keeps going
0: okay yeah okay that's it
1: okay. <laughs> and
0: uh so in that case you wouldn't be able to clear the whole get oh well no you got the bonus action because you're fancy and you're an orc
1: well we're also like it just in a hallway i imagine it's not like 50 feet. 30 feet it's 30 feet okay.
0: that's why I, yeah that's why i made the point of it but you have all the- right then i uh, don't do that and that's it for jarzak you're gonna stop laying on the ground yeah, you're going to stop comma whilst laying on the ground. Not stop laying on the ground, which would be yeah, okay. You
1: know, I guess I guess uh, I'll now attack the blue one at flanking. I'll just stand up behind him and hit him. I'll give it to you. Okay. What do we got? Uh, Seventeen to hit. That's a hit. Is this a magical weapon? Cool. And that's 13 damage. I'm going to make that a branding smite as well.
3: Okay. Pile it on. It has your Hexblade's Curse on it too, right?
1: No, the green one does, which is why I tried to get to it. Uh, I mean, you could have made it to it with that bonus action. Yeah, but then I wouldn't be able to do my brand as well enough
3: which uh i mean it's already looking pretty fucked up i doubt you need to do a smite on top the smite will probably be the thing that kills it it oh. did two damage
0: so well that's enough to put it into zero territory perfect stab into it all of a sudden You hear a strange grinding and whirring noise coming from inside the mechanical mainframe, and the thing begins to let off something of a small siren noise, and you see steam start to shoot out the jets into the joints, and the thing lifts up its arms and begins to spin willy-nilly. Seems like it's gone into something of a blind rage mode. Mm -hmm. So, is that it for your turn?
1: Uh, I still have some movement, so I'll move like kind of in between the two.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'll say that you move perfectly in between the two. Okay, so now it goes to Norhill to end the heroes.
2: So What's going on um,
0: with... Just end of statement. What the fuck is happening? So what's going on? What?
2: So the one that's in the doorway that Norhill is adjacent to Mm-hmm.
0: It looks like it's in a mm-hmm. catastrophic failure and basically haywire, like just going ballistic and spinning around as if it is incredibly unstable. It looks like one good smack will probably do the thing in, but it looks like getting close to it and being able to actually destroy it could run the risk of taking quite the reckless hit.
4: Like every video game boss battle, a <laughs> big robot just starts to get fucked up.
0: Hmm. Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> why do you focus on this. your flaming sneer okay no, I,
3: i've seen these gnomus creations in wow in dungeons where when they get s- low enough they the bottom stays stationary and the top just spins really fast with both arms out and you you have to watch out for that cleave damage all right it brings
0: us to our sponsor the world of warcraft no, exp- no i'm just kidding damn uh, uh, yeah, uh, damn just jump that fucking thing right there
2: Norhill's just gonna let it spin itself out, and he is going to disengage and start moving towards
0: the other one. It does look like it's going to have to get hit to be done. Like, oh, it's, it's
2: gonna—it's gonna, not just gonna control. stop on its own.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's coming.
2: Seems okay, like so Norhill will, I guess, close the um, close the gap and try to take this one down.
0: Okay. You get advantage on the hit. Nice.
2: Uh, let's see. That's going to be a natural 20.
0: Oh, shit. Plus the D6. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I imagine it's a D8 weapon when I'm not uh, wielding it with two hands.
0: Yep. And then you get that D6 of the lightning damage. Does the D6 double when it's
3: a magical weapon with a crit? Yes. Any damage I yeah, double. Yeah, extra damage doubles in 5 e.
0: Swag. Alright, so how about that, Anthony? You jumped the fucking this. We go from rolling fives every once in a while to critting and rolling forward fucking dice.
4: You just made it explode.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Ronnie.
2: Uh, That's going to be 27 points of Pierce. Damn. Norhill is using the Warpick side.
0: Holy shit. So what does that look like?
2: Uh, So he, you know, sort of, you know, moves up like, you know, the five, you know, the floating five feet or whatever, just sort of, you know, plants his feet on the ground and gets one good swing in from the side.
0: Okay. And we'll say that because you dick the thing in the side and it tilts on its axis and hits the ground really hard with one of its like max speed spinning shields, the (laughs) thing catches on the ground and does that thing like, you know, those weird remote controlled cars that had the wheels that could like spin on a separate axis. And the thing just like rotates on a different axis and just crashes into the wall and shatters into a small explosion as the stone pieces and cogs and gears all go flying in a real badass explosion with Norhill moving in slow motion past it.
2: Norkel does Norhill does the thing where he doesn't look at the explosion he's still moving the rest of his 20 feet towards the other one
0: and the little lightning arcs are coming off the weapon yeah Oh, yeah except a mosquito lands on your nose and you're like swatted away
3: all like uh, uh. no it gets attracted in bug zaps and just makes that really satisfying satisfying bug zapper noise you know I'll never get over I'll never get over
0: the smell. There's I, something about bug zappers, man. That just I, I love them. It scares me to know in that smell. But anywho, I imagine that's what the, the deceiver smells like. I imagine that if you ever meet him, he just smells like bug zapper smoke. And it's just I've ozone and that.
1: flesh. I, yeah. It's just a bug zapper that got brought to life by a powerful wizard. <laughs> you know, and
0: it's the great deceiver. Because all the bugs are like the one that deceives. Anyway, apart from that, is Norhill gonna move up? Yeah. Okay, so we'll say you and uh, you and Jarzak are both about ten feet away from the other one, the green one, and Klika's in base. Okay, and so now the other one hops off its little podium and scoots forward to get into the way um, and stands next to Klikka and takes a quick swing. Hello. It. And the thing stands over you and it says invalid password.
3: And I'm
1: He'll have cleared that gap, though. Um, Go all the way up? No,
0: because no. he, yeah, he only has
3: 25. Oh. So with that, mm-hmm. I got a 25 on the roll. Well, I don't have my reaction to cast shield, and even if I did, that would still meet it. So that's a hit. Did I get a strength saving throw? You could. It's not going to be great.
0: No, I'm not going to give it to you. All right. <laughs> so you got a three. You take 10 damage, and you are knocked prone as the thing flattens you to the ground. Now goes to the top of the initiative order with Klunka.
3: Klunka stands up. (laughs) Spits out a tooth. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even hers.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Confused about the corn, confused about the tooth.
0: She took it from one of the gnomes. (laughs) Wanna see if there's any
3: flavor left. like sucking on of a peach pit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, She's going to position herself so that she's not within five feet of the flaming sphere. But is still oh yeah, that old thing. In range and make an attack. Well, you don't need to worry. This is the flaming sneer. It's a completely different spell. Mm.
4: It only really lasts a minute. No.
0: Well, That's- I got a 23 to hit. Damn. Okay, go for it. And you said you were just trying to get out of the way of the flaming sphere.
3: Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, 13 damage. And then I'm going to use my. That was a booming blade. And I'll use uh, a sorcery point to bonus action and use booming blade again. So I'll make another attack. Okay. And that's a 20 to hit. Okay. And that'll be another 12 damage.
0: Gosh darn. Okay, so this thing already looks pretty badly wounded. If a robot could look wounded. Um, and so now, uh, is that it for your turn? That'll be it for Kliqa. Okay, so it goes to Anton.
4: How bad are Klika and Jarzak feeling? I don't think... Norhill, did you take damage?
3: Norhill has not taken any damage. Um, Jarzak's good. That wasn't even her tooth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jarzak's bloody. If I had to put a number on it, I'd be like, you know, a third of his health left.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna give you a healing word.
0: Just one. Just one little healing word. It's gonna be What's the word?
4: Because okay. it could be the
3: password if you get it right.
4: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the open. Like, what the fuck? You gotta
1: say it with the voice, though. It's, <laughs> live, laugh,
4: it's, love. It's, yeah. <laughs> live, laugh, love. No, don't do that.
1: <laughs> that is 12 characters.
3: Wait a minute. No, it's not. Second. All yeah, right. each one is four word for lo- letters. Oh, no. Laugh is way more than four. Oh, God. That's five. You feeling okay there, bud? It's 13. 13. Live, live laugh, log. <laughs> Hi Love Log.
4: Oh, um, I give you 6 log. points of health. I thought that was going to be a lot
3: more. Did you cast the level 1 healing word? You could have upcast it. Did you want to upcast? Well, I
4: thought I maybe you know what, maybe I cast it wrong. You
0: upcast that one. The healing word. No, no, it was, it was
4: only 2 d plus 3. Yeah. yeah. I I I rolled just really low. So you get, get 6 you get points.
0: For, that's what you get for using a bonus action one. So I mean, if you want, you could also move up, right, and then do something. Maybe no attacks, right?
4: Yeah, I don't plan on attacking it.
3: You plan on
0: moving up into base contact with the party, so you can give them
3: the it, good deals. There's there's a flaming sphere, so it's gonna get crowded. Don't forget. Uh, well, you can yeah, ram it into the thing that, again.
2: It's turn adjacent to a
1: flaming sphere. Oh,
3: takes take the damage. He is still adjacent. He didn't move. Isn't one. that the bonus action to move
1: it, though, and should
0: just Oh yeah, bonus only, action.
3: It has to end its turn there, but it did end its turn last time, so it should make a dexterity save, and then you can do some damage there. Mm
0: -hmm. That's the thing. It hasn't moved, so Uh, I don't know if I was supposed to do it on my turn or her turn, but... uh, At the
3: end of your turn, yeah.
0: And it was a dexterity save? I got a 8 on it, so I actually failed. So go ahead and roll those 2d6. (laughs) Flaming Smear. And it's like thing that's a big
3: ugly face It's just like
4: uh, you get <laughs> five points of damage.
3: It's the it, no, it's that sun with sunglasses that kids draw. <laughs>
0: hey man, that sunglass wearing fucking sun was cool. You know, how- I
3: loved it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't even have to draw the whole circle because you draw it in the corner Corners of the frame. Pizza. Yeah, you the pizza there. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Pac-Man they left just... that bite because it was the cool one. And anyway. some spikes on it.
0: Called to the fucking day. A couple clouds for good measure. Um, Alright, so is that it for Anton? Did Anton want to move up into base with the party?
4: Yeah. I think I'll get okay. ready to cast some other healing spells when able.
0: Sounds good.
1: Uh, okay, is, is the Make Daddy proud. Uh, does the door currently look undefended? Can I get past this guy?
0: Uh, he's standing adjacent to it. So you would take an attack of opportunity. And for what it's worth, uh, it looks like the door is going to have to be forced open. Like it's going to take a lot of strength to like just actually bash the thing open or pull it open or whatever. These things are just the extra security. All
1: Uh right. We'll attack. I'll move up and uh, attack him.
0: You want to get the flank with Klika? Yeah. See. Watch out the flaming nice sphere. Yeah, now you get to stand next to the flaming sphere. Don't mind okay.
3: your turn there.
1: Twenty-three to hit. That's good.
0: Good old twenty-three in me. Also a sponsor. It's not a sponsor. Don't spit in cups and send it to our podcast, please. I already get that enough, okay? I don't need it to be strapped with a 23 and me logo on it. You know
3: what? No. You deserve it because you blew up our cool uh, contest we were trying to throw. All right. Well,
0: you know how many people are wearing hats right now? Uh, yeah, tweet at us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's a prize.
0: And Ryan's going to send you a prize if you get it right. Uh, that
1: is 14 damage. Okay. Cool. Do I do extra to this one because it's got my curse on it, Ryan? Yeah, you do an extra D6. D6. Ooh, uh, how much is the new total? Uh, um, hold on. Let me get a D6. Cause I don't feel like going to a different dice roller. Uh, that's a three, so 17 total.
0: Ooh, beans. All right, this thing is
1: looking hoily unstable. And now it goes to... And move- I move... I move- You know, still in his range, but away from the sphere. And I pull out my shield. Oh, shit. Okay. Things are getting real now. Now it goes to
4: Norhill.
3: I'm sorry. No, you just do an extra two damage to it. You did Hexblade's Curse or Hex? Hexblade's Curse. Okay. So you just do an extra two damage to it. Okay. So that'd be 16. I'll let you keep it. So now it goes to
0: Norhill. What do we got?
2: And uh, Norhill's about 10 feet away from the remaining robot. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Norhill is going to use his movement to get into
0: flanking with Kleka. Okay. We're all just taking turns with poor little Kleka, who can't get up. <laughs> like, yeah,
3: Kleeka stood <laughs> up.
0: Yeah, keep threatening him, Kleka. <laughs> like, everybody else is just tagging in to uh, hit him. Let's see, that's a 19 to hit.
3: That's dodging it. the big flaming sun with sunglasses. <laughs> He's just like, hell yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, so, so, it doesn't matter if I parse out which damage is lightning damage.
0: No. no. Come to think of it, I don't think many things in this game have immunities to lightning damage. No, now so lightning's pretty good.
2: 13 whole points of damage.
0: Okay. And so with that, when you swing in and strike it, it disables and goes into that willy-nilly swinging phase.
2: Oh, no. Hill is going to use the rest of his movement to not be adjacent with the flaming sphere so instead he's going to stand so that he's still adjacent to the robot and to Klica. into the what and to Klica. okay
0: all right now remember i don't know if you have an action surge yet left but you might be able to actually shut the thing off before it's able to do its big angry swingy thing and since he gets to go next you could prevent an entire sweep of party damage from this thing swinging around like it's... Since going. we're all in base contact. <laughs> I'm not putting pressure on you. I see what you're trying to
2: do. Norhill, so... Yeah, so can we just retcon that last little bit of movement so that I'm still
0: flanking? Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to make it known that I'm like, Norhill has a chance, because he took down the other one and it went into willy-nilly mode. So I'm like, there's a chance you could just scoop this thing right now and just circumnavigate that whole pain train.
2: And since I only get one of these.
0: That's another crit. See, this That'll is do. what I'm talking about. I'm like, this is the time to do it. Hell yeah. That was also very alarming. I put my dice down when I heard Anthony's clink. So I put down one die, but heard like four fall. <laughs> that really messed with my brain for a second.
2: It's twenty-three points okay. of piercing damage.
0: So describe that kill. So you smack the thing once, and the thing starts to go into the burp, burp,
2: burp, and
0: starts.
3: Uh, make sure to include our sponsor twenty-three and me in their kill description, just if you can.
2: I don't know anything about twenty-three and me. I don't know if
0: I can do that. Right, a
3: moment, and he's just like, "It is very
0: easy technology. We will ship you a cup to spit in." But anyway.
2: Uh, so on this one, Norhill manage Norhill expecting it to go into the berserk mode, manages to catch its arm that's wielding a weapon and he strikes it so that the arm falls off.
0: Okay. And so what I'll say is with that, when you when you strike at the particular joint, as you see him start to go into the willy-nilly mode, like lift the things up to go with full spin with the uh, big, uh, big stone slabs, you chop it in one of them, and as the thing goes to start spinning, it starts to dangle from like a cable. And the thing dicks the wall again, and it just falls smack tab on top of it, and the thing gets crushed under the weight of its own thing, smushing its head into the ground. Because Norhill meant to do that. Jarzak books for the door.
2: Intense math.
0: (laughs) And then with that, Jarzak, with all the dust settling, is already at the door. Just like... (laughs) Okay. Uh, So in that case, to force the door open, I am going to need a strength check. If anybody has proficiency in athletics, you can add it in. The door is big enough that two people can work on this in a concerted effort. I am in athletics. Jarzak, I'll give you advantage on this.
1: Perfect. I smell the will. I smell I got a the will. 14? Diet. Swag. And a five. So I'll take the 14. Yeah, that minus one is not really friendly. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> uh, do you want me to roll two? Yep. Uh, let's see. That's going to be in 13.
0: Okay, so the two of you guys together, forcing it with all your might and all your strength, managed to grab finger holes on the individual cogs and gears on the door's design, and you slide the door open just enough that somebody can slide in through there. Uh, I slide in. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> (laughs) Okay. So Jarzak slides in and the door slams shut now that his extra help is not there. And before you is a chamber that looks to be like an all-in-one kind of room. It's sort of shaped like a pill where it's got kind of like just this weird like, like oval kind of shape to it. With one side of the room having something of like a big fancy desk on a lifted dais. And you can see a whole bunch of paperwork and stuff like that with a small chair. And what appears to be a skeletal gnome resembling the other one. Um, but it seems to be moving around a little bit in its seat ever so little bit, just kind of like jiggling around. Um, the other side of this room, however, has like a bed on a lift behind a couple of like blind things. You know what I mean? Like those little foldy blinds. And you can see something of like living chambers inside of here. There is a large metal cabinet in the back corner, sort of separating the two yeah, I say corner, uh, in the back wall that seems to be separating these two sides. Um, and it looks to be well reinforced and
3: locked. So, could Click have made a dexterity check to slip in too?
0: Uh, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll let you just slide in on your own accord. All right. Okay, so that leaves Anton and Northell so- on the other side of the door. So- and you two are in uh-huh. here in the low light of the uh, bonus light from the uh, mainframe being up. There is a slider thingy on the door. I mean, on the wall that can open the door manually. Um, but I unless Cleco wants to do it, I don't imagine Jarzak's jumping
1: to go get it. No. I am going to look around to kind of try and figure out what what my brain's been telling me. Okay. I mean
0: you can like, tell the only movement that you really have inside of here is leading up to the stairs and the dais where that chair is and that thing wriggling around.
1: Yeah I'll go right to the chair.
0: Okay and so with that um, as you walk up the stairs you can see the corpse kind of jiggling around a little bit more as if the thing jiggling around is in the abdominal region of the skeletal gnome's jumpsuit looking thing there. And as you look there at him, you can see something wriggling around and the head, the skull falls off and topples and rolls around on the ground. And a massive centipede about the size of one of your arms comes scraggling out of there. And it stops at the top and like turns its head completely around and looks towards you. There's a little unblinking eyes and Klika can see the centipede does this. It crawls all the way up and stops and looks at Jarzak and Jarzak and it seem to lock eyes And for a moment, the thing calls out. and says to Jarzak in silence, only to your mind there, and it says, You have done well, Jarzak. I believe you are stronger than many. But this was another failure. So much promise. So much he could have done. And at the last minute, he begged for forgiveness. And you see a small piece of paper fall out of the skeletal hand and billow to the ground so daintily so. And it lands at your feet, and it says, "For a good laugh, Jarzak, read the tear-stained remains of the spirit of the gnomes."
1: <laughs> and with that, Tr- so the, Jarzak, will pick it up and read it. Uh, is it dark in here? Like over by this? It's like low light,
0: but it's enough okay. light inside of here that Klika could see everything happening. But with that, the giant centipede thing goes back inside of the inside of the bag of bones there, and it stops wriggling around.
3: Like he's gonna open the door. <laughs> Jar- could just mouth and gape, just <laughs> Jarzak's gonna pick up the note
1: and read it real quick. Okay.
2: Nor- Norville's standing outside of the door, like with a
0: crowbar just about to go to work on opening the door for the rest of us. <laughs> Very good. And with that, yeah, you and Anton were about to one, two, three and run into the door and <laughs> come spilling in instead. Like tee. But Jarzak's standing there with the note. Um, so the real rough of this note. Uh, you can tell that the paper is signed by um, Thubani Goldwisp himself, as it seems to be him sitting here. Um, and does it have his password on it? That really helped. <laughs> it does have a numerical password on it, indeed. And there's also a numerical password on it for the uh, the, uh, the door in the back, that like locked wardrobe-looking thingy. Um, but basically, the gist of the note, is thubani writing out a list of apologies to about 30 or 40 different gnomes he says that he sabotaged the clock system so that the power to go out at a very particular time as told for him to do and in that time frame he instead released a sleeping agent into one of the rooms dragged all of the gnomes into there one by one locked them up so that nobody could stop him and basically turned off all the telescope arrays so that they couldn't look over the mountains to see anything coming over. They couldn't turn on any of the alarms, which would have informed both the dwarves, the humans, or the halfling kingdoms. And with that, he basically just was the only one who from that peak could have seen the invasion coming literally over the mountains. And he says it was the one thing he was asked to do by the thing that granted him all his gifts. And he said that he would not have had as many technological advances and as many like gifts with engineering if he didn't you know, submit to that which listens to his dreams. And he said he had innovative ideas with technologies using clockwork that only he would ever know about. But one day the thing just said, you have to obey my decision on this one. So basically you reading this can tell very clearly what's going on and you know exactly what he's referring to and it's probably pretty startling to realize it but he again lists out the name of every single one of the gnomes in there and the apologies to each and every one of them for having trusted him as he did and said that he has a feeling that his actions here today will probably have you know reverberations that'll affect the world in a very profound and devastating way
1: oh guys a uh, password to the door in the backs on this <laughs>
0: want to roll a deception check real quick. You said the password
1: was on there. It is, but
0: I think we're <laughs> neglecting some other parts. It's not like you just wrote down the not want Now, now, does
3: <laughs> deception include lies of omission? <laughs> yeah, like,
1: uh, yes, it does. Just because I haven't told them yet. <laughs>
0: no, no. <laughs> like, someday on your deathbed, like, see, I told you I'd tell them. Uh, 19. Okay. Everybody else can go ahead and roll a wisdom check on it.
3: Or insight, rather. Yeah, insight if you have it. Uh,
2: 18.
4: Uh, 16.
3: Can Clico make hers at advantage because she saw everything? I I mean.
4: Well, I mean,
0: he just found the piece of paper, so I wouldn't say this would grant him uh, the uh, advantage.
3: All right. Well, I can't beat his roll unless I get an at 20. I mean, that's the chance we're willing to take. And I got a 15 so with that, okay.
4: I, I hope it's... Jarzak feels
0: a little fear here, but I also love the way this pampers his ego into the belief that, like, see, they were the weak ones who couldn't stand with their like their beliefs here. And instead, the uh, fervent believer Jarzak is like, they were all weak. That's why I'm gonna win and nothing bad will happen to me until the day he
1: comes to collect his debt. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone will suffer whatever. <laughs> I'll still be good and have power. He's like, I ain't gonna (laughs) die down here like a bee. Yeah, so Jarzak uh, punches in the combo on the door. Okay.
0: And so with that, the uh, mechanical door slides open on a series of fancy cogs and gears. Inside, you find not only that little turn gig that can be used on the uh, statues, but you also find... Nice, at work, guys. You find in there as well Uh, a couple of scrolls, and you find a potion, as well as a sack of gemstones worth about 500
3: gold pieces total. Damn, Dubani had a little Nest? nest egg, nest egg.
0: So everything in here has been meticulously labeled, but in Gnomish.
1: Anybody speak Gnome?
0: Unfortunately, not.
4: No.
1: No, my. Uh, don't. Right. Sorry about that. I was getting to my uh, notes and stuff. So it was 500 in gemstones, two scrolls. scrolls. And then
0: a potion. The potion itself, oh. looking at it, seems to be like almost mercurial, like flames, just kind of rolling around thick, like magma inside of it. The two scrolls aren't labeled in anything other than Gnome but there's also that little turny gig inside of it. So, I uh, turn it. Oh, no, no, I mean the little thingy from the statue. Oh, okay, okay. So
4: oh,
2: you found the, the missing things in the statue. Good work.
3: He has yeah. all three of them on him still. So, yeah, I, I have, now he's oh. got all four. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yay, I completed the quest. All right, let's go, guys. Dun, 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 dun. Now, no. no
1: one will be able to solve the puzzle. <laughs> oh my god maybe i'll put the one back (laughs) don't be at it for hours god damn it he's so evil um
0: (laughs) but now does Klika have any sort of Uh, reaction or anything i want to just know like for my own sake like uh, how Klika feels about whatever happened there unless i unless you're gonna say something uh, about that jarzak uh,
1: jarzak is uh going to kind of try to find a chance to talk to Kleika like as we're walking back to that other location uh the before cocks. that i
3: imagine Kleika's going to sort of motion to Anton to give like the lights blessing to this other gnomish body we found uh hold yeah. hold
1: hold up on that <laughs> it's like wait wait <laughs> hold, on, hold on uh oh sh- okay so you know i i didn't want to just put this all out here in front of norhill this might be a touchy subject uh he here you go and he'll just hand the note over to norhill okay to pretty pretty much tell him that this gnome ca- costs a lot of his people to die
0: right the whole war of <laughs> Stone was yep. like... and not to mention the whole <laughs> war itself the whole landscape of Amaroth was thwunked because the dwarves weren't given enough notice to be able to put up defensive so, lines.
3: It's also so, the only reason like, goblins are accepted at yeah. all so in I can, modern it's society. The, so it's the only
0: reason why gnomes are yeah. hated, because they're assumed so, to be the ones who did, which I guess
4: technically... <laughs> so I guess as he hands gnomes. it all
1: over, he's just like, I guess the stories were true about the gnomes. But Nor-
2: Norville takes like a good like a um, chunk of time to read the note like two or three times mm-hmm. uh, before he uh, lets it fall and says, "I'm not sure that's true. I think that this changes everything. Everything that we thought we knew about the war might be wrong."
1: Hey, I guess it was just one and not the whole group, because the but the rest are just dead.
3: And know, and Anton are just, you know, saying the last rites of the light over this body. I, what, you light know... Light a candle all around the world. Let <laughs> it shine. Let it shine. Yeah, a whole bunch of dwarves
1: died because I... that guy...
4: Can I even- see <laughs>
3: that? Can you take me?
0: Um... I'm sorry, what were you saying, Ronnie?
4: I want to take a look at the note and just figure out like the whole line of like being told of what to do, and he's thinking, like, what the hell is he talking about?
1: Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you can roll a religion check.
4: Yeah.
1: I'm assuming some sort of dark force was directing him.
4: Well, does this have anything with the eyes of failure? I don't know.
1: Oh, maybe
4: um,
1: those bastards. Maybe it's their leader 18. controlling them.
4: <laughs> 18.
0: No, the way that this is written out, it's very clearly the deceiver. This is very clearly like the evil super bad guy God that comes in dreams. It literally, he tells of a God who comes to him in dreams, gave him like otherworldly understandings of technology that he put into implementation here to help take this place to a new level, only to have to pay the price by sabotaging his own machine and killing everybody. So if anything, I don't know how Anton feels about the tragedy of this guy's death, but I mean, he killed himself. It seems like the weight of this guilt and everything must have gotten
3: to him. It's hard he also to left thirty but... something gnomes in a cage to die. just like starved.
4: But my...
2: and he is also directly and personally responsible for the last
0: war.
4: But so. I have a silly question. We're in a whole like complex. You're telling me there is only like thirty gnomes in here.
0: I mean, it's an outpost. This is like kind of like one um, of the Antarctic outpost kind of deals where it's like there's people locked up in a hole
3: and they get like, you know what I mean? Yeah, we Got haven't it, seen okay. like a ton of living quarters or anything.
4: Yeah, that's what I was like, just trying to think of this, just trying to think of the scale of this place a little bit better. Um,
1: but yeah, um, Anton, but I don't know if this guy deserves the light's blessing, but those other ones in the cage probably do
4: what's the cost of not following the deceiver what do you mean like if he didn't do what he was told
0: the deceiver would have done it for him and would have taken his life probably too
3: repeat that sorry you kind of oh i I would would have what
0: i mean the deceiver probably would have done it for him like somehow would have gotten somebody else to do it you know what i mean
3: I got you. Okay. Uh,
0: the The one thing I do want to note is that in the note there is quite a lot of language of remorse. I'm not saying you have to forgive him, but I'm saying that like it's clearly evident that this guy wrote this note and everything at the ending, recognizing how far he had come and the mistakes he had made. Not saying he deserves forgiveness. I'm just saying that he wasn't like a douche till the end, and then he died. You know what I mean? Like at the end of his life, he's like, "What have I done?" You know what I mean? Clearly. So, did the party want to take a long rest here?
4: Yeah.
0: In the safety of this chamber? Sure. The giant gnomish race car bed?
4: Oh, how much... How
0: much it, um, so, if
3: it it's a normal person,
0: then? I'm going to move the
1: bones to outside. Okay. And then... As and, you- <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll allow the centipede to, to hang out, though. Wait, you're going to what? Allow the centipede to hang out.
0: <laughs> so, once you once you go to move the bones... It the bones all just kind of fall apart and fall out of the leg holes and everything and out of the jumpsuit, leaving just the rib cage and everything inside still intact. But the weight of that centipede would have been enough to notice it. You feel no weight inside of it as if nothing's in there. And Klika, if you're paying attention to him moving the body and you've seen the size of that centipede, I mean, I think falls apart. It's basically just like clothing with bones dangling in it. You would have seen a centipede that size still inside of there.
1: Well, let's rest up Um.
2: <laughs> Bye.
4: Then what? Anthony just thrown off because he's like, "What's does this god, does this deceiver, have anything to do with the eyes of failure? The um, the god of failure? Does that have anything to do with that? Do they have any uh, ties at all?
0: I mean, failure is just also a bad guy god. It's more of like a demigod, sort of a lower tiered god." that makes a lot more house calls to this plane just because its power has to sort of be endorsed by showing off to people, you know what I mean? Whereas other gods don't need to show up all the time because their power and their miracles are so great. So failure is just on a different pay grade than, you know, the the deceiver. The deceiver is like the big bad evil god, but this is sort of like one of those lower tier cartoon henchmen gods, you know what I mean? The so.
2: deceiver makes clerics, failure makes warlocks.
4: Yeah. Well, I think I'm just more you know, trying so. to connect. Like, would there be any, like, would there be any, is it just a coincidence?
0: I mean, anybody who looks for power, the deceiver's there to help connect him. He might be just sort of like the connecting call and just be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean also... deceiver, which you don't know it, but Jarzak does that that lady was to be punished for not following the deceiver well enough and for not following in the ways of darkness. She was granted gifts by, you know, Two dark deities, but you don't know that. But you know, you can maybe start to put things together that you know, the deceiver has you know, a dark, spooky web that connects
3: all bad guys together. You know what I mean? Also, mm-hmm. judging by the room we found with all the bugs earlier and everything, it seems card. The, like the deceiver left a stain here. So the fact that the eyes of Felior moved in, a lesser evil deity found this place. Or something underneath it is might be just they could almost it was just more comfortable for them, like a residual dark energy, you know. Like Where are these, they? They're below us, we're going down.
4: Just we just have know, to, hopefully, yeah. I'm surprised we've heard nothing so far, like other than like a possibility of something in the elevator shaft. Just, uh, who knows how deep this
0: place goes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. During the long rest, did anybody have anything they wanted to talk about? I know Jarzak mentioned a Klika call, but I didn't know if that was... Uh, like- that That was
1: to talk about the note and the, whether or not they, how or how they should break it to Norhill, which is why he wasn't trying to be super deceptive about or d- deceive them with that and earlier. I, um, yeah. But yeah, you, you obviously didn't know I was going to actually tell them. Uh, but yeah, and because Cleek was just like, "Let's go bless the spot," he tries extra sleep. Nah, he doesn't deserve it.
0: <laughs> okay, so in that case, after a long rest, uh, well, re- I
3: mean, I think Cleek is still gonna sort of pull Jarzak aside at some point and just sort of look up at him <laughs> and just say, "Um." It's so sad. Like, little has always looked up to Jarzak and has just
0: been like, hey, my tall buddy, and then just sees him snake charming a centipede living in a corpse. And it's like, hey, Jarzak, why do you have bugs that crawl out of your skin anyway? (laughs)
3: Klikka... No relation. (laughs) Klikka knows that power comes from strange places. And... um. Klika is trying to figure out what being able to do the things that Klika can means for her and the people around her. But Jarzak, you it doesn't it doesn't feel bad when Klika uses her power when she is able to do the thing she does. Does it feel bad for you Jarzak? are you I mean
1: it shouldn't feel bad if you use it in the right ways click. Yeah it yeah, I mean we, we if we were like attacking innocent villagers with our magic, that might feel feel kind of bad yeah 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 but if you attack bad necromancers who like recruit children and kill them and bring them back as zombies it doesn't
3: feel bad clicker just if jarzak if jarzak hurts then clico will try and help Oh. And then Klikka's gonna just sort of turn in for the night. So as Klikka walks away
0: from Jarzak, I imagine this is when you went to toss the bones out. Klikka probably grabbed a couple of small teeth or whatever off the floor to keep the place clean. <laughs> and as you both walked outside of there with the door closed behind you, you have this conversation. And as Jarzak, as, as Klika walks back into the room and the door closes behind her and you kind of just stand there for a second, you hear the voice echo in the back of your head and say, Foolish girl does not understand anything. Your pain brings growth. Her pleasure makes her weak. She will challenge you someday, Jarzak. And she'll regret it. That's where we're gonna end the podcast. <laughs>